Have you heard? 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 Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Have You Heard? I'm Aaron French. And I'm Jennifer Berkshire. And Jennifer, what is our topic of discussion today? We are going to be talking about something that's been in the news quite a bit. Kindergartners who are getting suspended. You tell me it's in the news, yet I talked to a friend of mine and told her that that's what the next episode's about. And she looked at me and she literally said, wait. Kindergarten suspensions are a thing? Kindergarten suspensions are a thing. And the fact that they're a measurable trend now says a lot about the way that education is changing, particularly in urban areas. So today we are going to go behind the data and we're going to meet a mother in Boston and her five-year-old son. Well, with that, let's go meet Malik. Here's what you need to know about Malik Cross. He's five years old, he likes to read and play video games, and he's crazy about Michael Jackson. A, B, C, is this one, two, three. All simplies don't get me. A, B, C, one, two, three, take you can be. Here's something else you need to know. In his first four months as a kindergartner, he was suspended from school 16 times. You heard that right, 16. The first time Malik was suspended was just two days after the school year began. That was on September 12th of 2015. Malik was running around the building at school. He ended up running out of the building, and that's why he was suspended. That's Malik's mom, Malika. She says that the first time Malik got suspended, more than anything, she was just stunned. I was very concerned about him running out of the building and to think suspension, I was more shocked, like suspended? What? <laughs> and I was just shocked. Before long, Malik was being suspended regularly. As I talked to her in the kitchen of the family's apartment in the Dorchester section of Boston, Malika pulls out a stack of red forms from the school, describing what Malik did to merit a trip to the dean's office. Wiggling on the rug, not tracking the teacher with his eyes, laughing when a friend whispered in his ear. My child, I felt, was confused. I got to go to the dean's office because I was wiggling on the rug, or I can't track your eyes, or I'm laughing with my friends. And by no means am I saying that a child should not pay attention in class and respect their class and the teacher, but I don't think that those are reasons to send a K-2 child to the dean's office. While he's ahead of his peers in some areas, like reading, Malik is behind in what's called social and emotional development. One way that this manifests itself is that when Malik gets upset, he gets really upset. To put it in the terms a child development expert might use, he has trouble regulating himself. And this would only lead to more trouble. And if a child is not able to regulate themselves, they're then put into a room, a smaller room that looks like a prison cell. There's nothing in it. Just weeks into the school year, the situation was already spinning out of control and quickly. Malik would get into trouble for some small infraction, be sent out of the classroom, then end up getting suspended for whatever worse behavior came next. Because that experience of going to the dean's office is when the when he's not able to regulate himself because he knows this is a bad place, the dean's office. And my mom's going to be disappointed in me and my dad. So once Malik gets to the dean's office, then that's when these other behaviors are coming. Uh, Malik has been suspended for kicking, hitting, spitting, running out of the building. 
So by this point, you might be starting to wonder if there's something really wrong with Malik, or if maybe he's just a bad kid. The thought crossed his mother's mind, too. She even wondered if she'd done something to cause all of the problems that Malik was having in kindergarten, like eating the wrong berries when she was pregnant. Finally, she consulted his doctor. I called Malik's uh, primary care physician and I requested blood work. Because at this point, I said, you have to check his blood. It's some Maybe ate something, something's wrong. I, I, you have to check his blood. Um, I even went as far as the therapist who initially did his evaluation over at the health center um, to make sure that could he have another one. If the problem wasn't physiological, could there be something else going on? Something more serious than the social and emotional delays that were initially diagnosed? She took Malik back to the therapist and her diagnosis was pretty clear. Malik's only five years old. The things that Malik is doing, children do them, these things at five years old. There's some children that you cannot say, sit crisscross applesauce and don't move. And some kids can. Should we send them out of the classroom? But while finding out that there was nothing really wrong with her son was a relief, it still didn't fix the problems Malik was having at school. So his mom went looking for answers, anywhere she could find them. I had to find different playgroups on the weekends. I found people with children that were like mine. I would go to the park and watch how children played and say, oh, I'm going to talk to that parent. I had to find an environment for my child. She also contacted the school district to see if there was anything that they could do, not just for Malik, but for other boys who also seemed to be having trouble at the school. Here's where Malika learned a lesson about just how complicated today's urban school landscape is. While the school, just a few blocks from her house, was technically part of the Boston Public Schools, it was now operated by a private nonprofit called Unlocking Potential, or UP, which had been brought in two years ago to turn the school around. In Boston Public, there's a code of conduct, right? that we worked on in 2014, it's a, it's a really good code of conduct. However, UP Network is in district, but, but they get to work the code of conduct organically. That means that they can do what they want to do. While Boston schools are supposed to use suspension only as a last resort, that didn't apply to Malik's school. One recent report found that not only did the school have some of the highest suspension rates in Massachusetts, but that it suspended more kindergartners than any other school in the state. When Malik clocked his 15th suspension, Malika had had it. She pulled him from the school. Malik left the school on January 4th, and I tell you, I, I cried. I was so happy. Uh, ha happy but sad. First, the good news part of this story. Malik is in a new school a few miles from his neighborhood, and so far, things are going well. Malik's only had one rough day. Malik was student of the week last week. Um, actually, Friday he presented. He hasn't run out the building. He's only gone to the reflection room once. A reflection room looks like a reflection room. They have a turtle in the reflection room. They have calming lights. Their desk there. Their slogan is, you own what you do. And Malik owns what he does. But Malika's feelings about leaving her son's old school are complex. It bothers her that Malik can't attend school in his own community. And she worries about the kids who are still experiencing the same kinds of problems that he had. One of the parents said to me that whose child goes to Holland, you're going to leave us behind. 
And I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to talk about this. We're going to still work this out. I asked Balika what the last straw was before she pulled him from up. And she said that it actually came pretty early in the school year. But she held out hope that the situation could be fixed because the principal and many of the teachers and aides at the old school were African-American. When we were at five suspensions, uh, that did it for me. But you know what? I have to say again, uh, because I am African-American, I do believe that I did have more faith in the principal because he looked like my son. And I really felt that he could make this work. I, I believe that he was going to find a way uh, to help these kids that look like him that were having a hard time. The sad part about it for me, again, me being an African-American woman in an Up Academy Holland, you have a lot of African-American and Hispanic teachers, leaders, administration there. I'm in a school where we only have probably at the most maybe three African-American teachers. Majority staff is Caucasian but they're able to serve my child. Unlocking Potential recently announced they would end the practice of suspending kindergartners, but it hasn't released any details of what the alternatives might look like. Malika says she's reserving judgment for now. The question that she still grapples with is how the little boy with the free spirit and a million questions could have ended up in so much trouble so quickly. I think kids that have questions there's definitely an appropriate time for questioning. But when our kids are kids that are really creative and have a lot of questions, we need to look at that. Because does it mean that the child is difficult or do they want to be difficult? This is just a child that you can't tell them the sky is green and, and they're going to go for it. This is a child that needs to have some conversation with you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Have You Heard? We want to know what you think about Malik's story and about the issue of kindergarten suspension. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud or find us on Twitter at EduShyster or at Aaron Mofo French, spelled just like it sounds. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Berkshire, and that's what we've heard. <laughs>